Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to the Bald Face Truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. John Wilder, Bay Area News Group, San Jose Mercury News, was kind enough to join us on yesterday's show. And man, if you missed that, grab the podcast of it. It was fantastic talk about Kevin Warren, the Big Ten, the Pac-12s. Uh, you know, strategy moving forward. But tomorrow, as part of Pac-12 Media Day in Los Angeles, George Klyovkov will take the stage at 8 a.m., State of the Conference remarks. John Wilner joining us for part two, two days in a row. Thanks for doing this, Wilner. Um, what's the commissioner going to say? What's he going to say as he as he steps onto the stage tomorrow at 8 a.m.? I think the big thing is what he's not going to say. I do not think he's going to announce expansion. I do not think he's going to announce a merger or an alliance. I do not think he's going to announce uh, a media rights deal. It is too early in the process for this stuff, right? They've been going for about three weeks now trying to salvage the operation after USC and UCLA uh, news. I I just think that they are several weeks or even months away from anything uh, concrete. So he's going to probably try to lend some perspective to the situation on a bunch of fronts, talk about football this coming season, talk about UCLA and USC, probably in positive tones, uh, probably talk about the college football playoff situation. But he's not going to be having any kind of announcement that's going to involve hard news. Is he going to take shots at USC, UCLA, or will he go high road? I think he will go high road. I'm betting that the conference wants to go high road with USC and UCLA because – the play, the athletes have got two years in in, in the in the Pac-12, right? And it's not their fault; they didn't have anything to do with this. So, in in the interest of keeping uh, the players from having to get into the muck, my guess is he's going to go high road. It'll be interesting to see if he goes totally high road with the Big Twelve, and especially with the Big Ten, right? Because Kevin Warren was his alliance buddy uh, until June thirtieth, when he wasn't. Lincoln Riley will get a chance for the first time to hear USC's coach. Um, what are you expecting there, and how big of a splash will Lincoln Riley's remarks make? He was going to be the star of the show to me even before this news. So I got to think he's going to be the most popular guy at the uh, at the event. And I don't know, is he going to get 50% of his questions about the Big Ten? Maybe. Um but it'll be real interesting to see what he has to say about that move for USC's program and, and also what he what he says about his current team and how good he thinks they're going to be, especially, you know, on defense, where I think that's the, that's the big question mark is are they going to be championship caliber on defense? Chip Kelly and Lincoln Riley will both be asked, I'm going to presume, whether or not they knew this was coming down the pipeline. Did, did they know about the defection to the Big Ten? What, how do you think they will answer that? They will say they did not know. Uh, I would, I would imagine. And what, did they know? My my guess is that they may have 
had some kind of inkling that something might go on, but I don't I don't think either of those guys really knew at least until you know June 28th, 29th, 30th, right? You know, the the 24 36 hours before the news broke, maybe they knew then, but uh I don't I don't think that this has been something that they've been carrying around as a top secret for for many months. John Wilner with us, San Jose Mercury News, covers the Pac-12. Uh, Sorry to interrupt, but I just saw a report on Twitter. When the news broke, Chip was playing golf with Ryan Day, the Ohio State coach. (laughs) They were on the 16th hole, and Scott Frost called Ryan Day to tell him the news. So that's officially, that's what Chip will say. He was playing golf when he heard. (laughs) How good a golfer do you think Chip Kelly is? I bet he's terrible. I bet he's off. Uh, but he's probably well hydrated. <laughs> uh, John Wilder is with us. Uh, look, how about sneaky good interviews? Let's, you know, Dan Lanning, Kalen DeBoer. Is there an interview that maybe won't be splashy, but you're really looking forward to hearing? You know, I don't know some of these guys, so it'll be real interesting to see how Kalen DeBoer, the new coach at Washington, Dan Lanning, new coach at Oregon, how they deal with the, the spotlight and answering, again, they're going to be like Lincoln Riley. There's going to be co- about being the new coach at their school and also questions about, hey, are you going to go to the Big Ten? Is Oregon headed to the Big Ten? Is Washington headed to the Big Ten? So they've got to have a, things coming at them in a, in a bunch of directions. I, I am curious to see how they handle it. I'm also very curious about Kyle Whittingham and just what he has to say about the mentality of his team because for Utah, you know, it's a whole different role now. They are now the hunter. They've been chasing that Pac-12 title for a decade. They finally got it. They're probably going to be the preseason favorite. How is he dealing with his team being in a new role? I'm I'm curious about that. You know, it's funny. I talked to him several weeks ago, right around Father's Day, and he remarked to me how many of his guys came back and sort of cited unfinished business, even though they apparently, in our eyes, got there. Like, they won the conference. But – I think the fact that they got to the Rose Bowl and didn't win it, they sort of, uh, maybe this is a psychological Jedi trick by Kyle Whittingham, but I think he's he's convinced his team that there's unfinished business for them. Is, is that possible? I think it probably is possible. I mean, especially given this, the overall stability and culture of that program, I could see how, how he, you know, make that dynamic work. And we'll have a pretty good idea September 3rd. I mean, if they go into the swamp and beat Florida, they are going to be uh, – you know, on the playoff track. And, and uh, so we'll, we'll see that game and the Oregon-Georgia game, obviously the two huge pre-early season matchups for the conference. You know, stepping back to the UCLA-USC thing, it was interesting. I don't know if this happened to you, but UCLA's sports information director reached out to me a couple days ago and said, hey, just want to let you know I'll see you at media day. I realized, you know, you have a relationship with Chip and you've had him on your show over the years. I kind of felt like it was a preemptive strike to say, hey, you know, let's be cordial with each other at, at Media Day. Did you get any of that? Did USC or UCLA reach out to you? Uh, I haven't talked to anybody specifically uh, about Media Day uh, so much as about kind of things moving, how things are going to go moving forward with the schools and the conference and the you know interpersonal relationships that they are hoping to preserve. You know, uh, just because they got two years. I mean, it's a long time to be, you know, and those athletes are like, they're like kids of a, of a divorce. 
And I think that everybody is very, very aware of not, trying not to put the, the athletes in a bad spot, right? We saw the Big 12 had a little bit of issues. Texas, you know, that horns down thing. Pac-12 is, I think, going to take great pains to try to avoid any of that so that the, the athletes don't get caught up in it. John Wilner with us, Bay Area News Group. Uh, seven teams, as you pointed out in your piece yesterday, will have new starters, all of them transfers. Uh, and that includes Oregon and Washington and Washington State. Now, uh, you know, we're going to see Caleb Williams from USC at Media Day. We're also going to see Cameron Ward from Washington State. I'm interested in Ward, but what do you make of all those transfers? And, you know, who are you eager to see on the field outside of Caleb Williams? Well, I'm certainly interested to see if it's good Bo Nix or bad Bo Nix or a combination of the two for Bo Nix, right? I mean, that's a big – that's one of the – you know, if you're going to name the top three or four uncertainties in the conference that could really have an impact on the direction of the of the race, Bo Nix is near the top of the list, right? I mean, if he plays well, Oregon has got a great chance to win the conference and contend for the playoff. And if he doesn't, I don't know. If, you know, they they could fall back a little bit. So I'm, I'm real curious about Nix. Uh, yes, seven quarterbacks. Uh, Starting quarterbacks will be transfers. Only one of them an interconference transfer or intra-conference, right? Um, Jaden DeLore at Arizona. He was at Washington State last year. But that, again, it's the way of the world, but it also reflects the fact that there's not that much quality and stability at, at the position. And that is that is part of, the I think, the overall trajectory of the Pac-12 is the, the quarterback play hasn't been as good the last few years as it was five, ten years ago, 15 years ago. We teased this yesterday, but, you know, for listeners of the show, you're getting a little insight that everybody else isn't getting. But Wilner and I are starting a podcast. Uh, it'll it'll relate to the Pac-12 conference, but it'll, it'll probably go beyond that. We have had these conversations on air for a long time, Wilner, and, uh, you know, it's just going to give us an opportunity to dive a little deeper. But, you know, we have posted uh, on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, the introduction to the podcast. You can subscribe to it. Kanzano and Wilner is the name of the podcast. Uh, we're both tweeting out links to it, so look at our Twitter profiles and look at the socials. But, Wilner, why do you want to do a podcast? You do a bunch of radio interviews. What What's left to talk about? I think we got a ton that we don't get a chance to talk about. I think, I think the way we view not only the Pac-12, but college athletics, you know, complements each other very well in terms of uh, in-depth discussion. You know, I got a lot of stuff in my head that I don't report or write about, and the podcast would be a great outlet for that and, and a great way for us to, you know, inform listeners about what's going on, not only with realignment, but with just the trajectory of the Pac-12 in general on and off the field. And I think it's going to be a ton of fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to engaging with uh, with guests and, and with listeners uh, as well. It's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, I, I talk to Pac-12 ADs all the time, and they will always reference. They'll go, you know, you and Wilner, you and Wilner, over and over. And after a while, I was like, you know what? Why are we not doing something together? We were teammates once upon a time at the San Jose Mercury News now we're teammates again. The podcast, Kanzano and Wilner. Make sure you subscribe. The introduction's up there. We're going to be cutting our very first episode soon. But if you subscribe to the introduction, you will get it. So you won't have to go searching and hunting for it. Subscribe to it. It's free. You should do that. 
Wilner, I appreciate you doing that. We'll get you back on, and I'll play excerpts from the podcast on this show and tease it. But if you want the full sandwich, the full meal deal, uh, make sure you're subscribed. Kanzano and Wilner is the podcast. Hey, I appreciate you joining us. Thank you, John. Thanks very much. I'll see you in L.A. All right. On, on we move. Make sure you subscribe to that podcast and stick around. More ahead. you got the bald-faced truth statewide. You've got the home of the truth. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. talk this college football season about the stars on the teams that we see play Oregon and Oregon State in particular in this in this region whether you're listening uh, uh, right here on 750 the game or if you're listening in Eugene on Fox Sports Eugene or in Roseburg on 1490 a.m. or in Klamath Falls on 960 a.m. or if you're podcasting or streaming we'll be talking about the star players a lot like we'll talk Bo Nix we'll talk about uh, Chance Nolan will be talking about the running backs and the wide receivers. I, mean, I want to talk for a second about unsung heroes, if I can. You have heard throughout the college football season a year ago from Jaden Grant, who joined us every Thursday, courtesy of Jamba Juice last season. And I think that's going to continue this season. Jaden really wants to do it. Jamba wants to do it. Great. Let's do it. But, you know, we got a chance to know Jaden Grant a little bit. And I got a chance off air to go get coffee with Jaden Grant. And when I say I get coffee with Jaden Grant, what I really mean is that Jaden Grant's getting hot chocolate and I'm getting coffee. And we're sitting and we're talking. We're talking about life. We're talking about school. You know, the, the guy is a uh, 77-year college uh, athlete uh, due to the pandemic and red shirt and medical red shirt and all that stuff. Jaden Grant has been in college a while, okay? Don't make fun of him. He has maximized his opportunities. He's got more degrees than than uh, most of the people that you know and I know together. So Jaden Grant is doing all right. But can I talk for a second about how amazing his story has been? I wrote about it earlier this week at johnconzano.com, and I hope you got a chance to read it. If you're subscribed at johnconzano.com, you get that delivered in your email inbox every morning as I write, and I pretty much have been writing every day. But uh, I'm having fun with it. I've got newfound joy, right? Uh, But I'm waking up and I'm getting to write what I want to write. And so yesterday I, I just sat down to write and I go, you know what? I'm going to write about Jaden Grant because he might be the best story in the Pac-12 conference. I'm going to say it again. Oregon State's team captain, defensive back, former walk-on, son of Brian Grant, Jaden Grant might be the best story in the Pac-12 conference. We might be sitting on the best story. He was named this week to the preseason all-conference team. Now, remember... He was a walk-on, and he's been through some stuff. He got injured. I remember he ran into a fence during uh, a spring scrimmage and hurt himself, and he has seen multiple head coaches. Gary Anderson ditched the program. Corey Hall came in. He didn't last very long. Then Jonathan Smith came in, and Jaden Grant is playing for his fourth defensive coordinator in seven seasons. That's right, four defensive coordinators. Now, I got a chance to know him a little bit, and you did too. And the natural inclination that we all have when we go to describe Jaden Grant, you're guilty of it, I'm guilty of it, I'm already guilty of it in this segment, we describe him by using his father, son of former NBA player Brian Grant. And it's accurate. That, you know, that's Brian Grant's kid out there. 
His dad was a fan favorite with the Blazers and other teams. Sacramento, Miami. He was an inspiring force on the basketball court. Brian Grant, great interview. We love having him on the show. But when I talk to Jaden Grant about his competitive drive, the thing he wants to bring up is his mother, Gina. He said his mother is where he gets his fire. Now, Gina is a former NBA dancer. She is one of the top global Zumba fitness instructors on the planet. She travels all around the world, probably more popular in in countries like uh, Mexico and in Latin America and in uh, in Japan and other places like Korea. She she goes all around the world teaching instructors, advancing the mission of Zumba, making media appearances. She could write a book about her experience as an entrepreneur. But her son has emerged as a pretty good businessman and networker himself. I talked about Jamba, his name, image, likeness deal. But what you probably don't know is he met weekly with state lawmakers during the early part of the pandemic, helping them shape what would become Oregon's NIL legislation. He's been a social advocate. He has secured endorsement deals. He's got a collaboration with Portland Gear that's coming out uh, this football season that uh, he's pretty excited about. I think Portland Gear is pretty excited about. They literally want to do something very different, something Oregon State-centric. A lot of the Portland Gear stuff has been geared around University of Oregon, I think, and naturally because Marcus Harvey attended Oregon, and uh, I think they have done a good job in sort of branching out. I mean, they've become a fantastic brand, and they're collaborating with Jaden Grant. But amid all of this, he has played football at Oregon State at a level that is really unbelievable if you look at his story. He did not play football until his final year of high school. Alex Molden, who we've had on the show numerous times, has come on the show and talked about it. He was coaching the secondary at West Lynn High School. Here comes Jaden Grant, a basketball player, who decides a week into fall camp of his senior year that he wants to try football. Now, he came out, he couldn't even put the pads on. But Alex Molden said, you know what, when he put the pads on, the one thing he could do was hit. And he was lost on the field, but he got better every day. He put in the work. He became a football player. And it's why... His name jumped off the page uh, when, you know, I was talking earlier in the show uh, with Wilner about the 2022 preseason All-Pac-12 Conference football team. Jaden Grant's on that team. He is recognized as one of the best eight defensive backs in the league. Now, I don't know where his story goes from here. I don't know if he turns businessman after he uh, ends up uh, his career this season. This is going to be his last season at Oregon State. I don't know if he goes and plays uh, in... Uh, you know, Europe, or if he plays in the CFL, or he plays in the XFL, or I don't know if he plays in the NFL. I Don't bet against him. I would caution you on betting against the guy who was a walk-on, who is, became a team captain, and now is recognized as one of the best eight defensive backs in the league. Like, don't let that get away. Don't let that be lost on you. Now, here's an interesting little story that I shared yesterday at johnconzano.com. Last Thanksgiving, I asked Jaden Grant where he was going to spend the holiday. You know how you do that? You have friends. You go, hey, where are you? what are you doing for the holiday? And, you know, or they're playing. Oregon and Oregon State are playing in Eugene like two days after Thanksgiving. So I didn't think Jaden Grant was going to go very far. Like, like I would have been surprised if he said, well, I'm flying to California or whatnot. But I thought, well, maybe he's going to go see his family or maybe he's going to lay low in Corvallis. But it turns out Jaden Grant and his Thanksgiving – was a hostile territory Thanksgiving. What I mean is, he went into Oregon Ducks territory. 
Because Jaden Grant is is dating Anthony Newman's daughter, Daylin. So Day and Jaden, they're a couple. So Jaden spent last Thanksgiving at the Newman home for Thanksgiving, breaking bread with one of the greatest Oregon Ducks football players to ever uh, walk to this state, 12-year NFL veteran. And Anthony Newman told me that he now finds himself giving coaching points to Jaden Grant, one of Oregon State's star defensive players. Now, anybody who knows Anthony Newman knows that Anthony Newman is passionate in his love of the University of Oregon. He loves Ducks football. So much so that once upon a time, when I had picked Oregon State to beat Oregon in one of those Civil War games years ago, it was probably 15, 16, 17 years ago, Anthony Newman, who was doing radio broadcast at the time, uh, Oregon won the game, and he tapped me on the shoulder, and he said, that's why they play the game. That's why they play the game. And I looked at him, and I said, Anthony, you still think you're playing. You know, you're a media member now. Calm down. Have a cookie. <laughs> Anthony, we laugh about it now, but he was fired up because he loves Oregon Ducks football. And so now he finds himself coaching and mentoring Jaden Grant. I think it's a beautiful story. It's a story about football, but it's a story about mentorship. It's, it's just got so many tentacles. When you are a great Oregon football player and your daughter, who you love, ends up dating a great Oregon State football player, um, your allegiance in that moment then is, is torn. And Newman told me it was the strangest thing for him. He used to hate the Beavers. He hated them. But he said, I love that kid. He's such a great kid. He's talking about Jaden Grant. He says now when he watches, watches the Ducks and Beavers play, he sits there and he roots for Oregon, but he also roots for Jaden to play well. So he's torn. Like, he wants Jaden to make plays, but he wants Oregon to win the game. He said his loyalties are all twisted up, and uh, I think it's just a wonderful story about, you know, look, we always talk about star players and, you know, what they do on the field and whatnot, but Jaden Grant's an unsung hero, and he's a team leader at Oregon State. And Anthony Newman, there's some unsung hero in that, too, because mentorship is so valuable. Like, I always tell people, like, if you can find a mentor, find one. I don't care what age you are. Find a mentor. I don't care what industry you're in. Find a mentor. And by the way, you can be a mentor, too, to other people. I think that's really important. That fellowship is important, and I think it's on full display when we see Jaden Grant on the field because Anthony Newman is mentoring him. He's mentoring uh, one of the star players uh, of a university that Anthony Newman, frankly, I don't think liked very much all those years. And Jaden Grant is probably passing that stuff on, and I think he wouldn't hesitate, I think, years from now to put his arm around an Oregon player or a Portland State player and go, hey, let me tell you what Anthony Newman taught me, and, and I'll help you out as well. Coming up next, Bob Thompson, the former president of Fox Sports Networks. He talks about what the Pac-12 might be talking about with ESPN and Fox right now. Leave it here. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.